Hi, we're here at Essence of Life Radio. I'm Sherry Arison with a new series on the path to enlightenment and inner peace. And our first guest is Osnat Steinberg. Hi, Osnat. Hi, Sherry. Glad to be here. It's very exciting because uh, we're here in Tel Aviv. And uh, up until now, the series has been in Hebrew, and we decided to do it in English as well. So you're our first, Great idea. Ge- <laughs> first guest in English. Thanks. Um, and there's a reason for that, because uh, not only do you uh, do what you do, which we'll hear about in a minute, in Israel, but you also do it worldwide through Skype and also in Belgium. So first, tell me a little bit about yourself and your background, and then we can hear about what it is exactly that you do. Well, I was born in Israel in a kibbutz. I was raised as a cowgirl. <laughs> That's interesting. Yes. And um, uh, I went into physiotherapy uh, at the at 1980 I went to the United States I did my masters in physiotherapy where uh, in, where in the United in, States in uh, Houston Texas okay I lived there for uh, 15 years so I advanced in my uh, professional uh, growth and I became a manager of physiotherapy department for rehabilitation in the Medical Center of Houston it's called Texas Medical Center and then I opened my own uh, clinic Houston pain rehabilitation specialists uh, it was a multidisciplinary clinic for pain management with multiple professionals which were I uh, created at that time. Was in it my... all conventional or conventional and non-conventional? It was combined. Okay. It wow. Was... In those years, that's yes. very advanced. So we had physiotherapy, psychiatry, um, uh, auricular therapy, movement therapy, massage therapy, and uh, osteopathy. Okay. But you didn't do at that point energy no, work? No, I had... Yeah, I started learning about uh, energetic problems in um, when I was in my late 20s. Okay. Uh, it was almost um, like in 1885, uh, I started discovering the energy aspect of, of medicine oh, and wow. healing. And I discovered it. I became a workshopaholic okay. in the topic. I learned many aspects of it. And gradually I've um, understood through osteopathy and healing and shamanism and other methodologies that there is definitely a space structure, which we have to be aware of. You, you studied shamanism as well? In the early beginning okay. stages and Reiki and many other methodologies, but I gradually uh, gravitated towards the Kabbalah, which is explanation of how creation is. And I understood the structure of the space where we are, the anatomy of the spiritual system. And then I gradually understood the way the spiritual system is damaged and the correlation of the damages in the spiritual realm on the physical and psychological and mental aspect of the person. I just want to explain a little something about Kabbalah because I think, you know, there are many people out there who know about Kabbalah and then there are those who don't. Um, if I can say that the essence, in my opinion, and you can share your opinion, is really that we're all vehicles uh, to hold light in the essence of it. Yes, and we're part of the greater creation of all that is. And knowing that and being part of it, but also knowing how we are and being in total completion and wholeness of who we are 
is an essential base for health. I totally agree. Yes, so as physiotherapist with masters in uh, chronic pain and joint dysfunction, I had to find other ways which uh, were not offered by physiotherapy. And osteoth- osteopathy helped the structural part, but not the energetic part. And that's when I expanded my learning and knowledge in many ways. And I found the Kabbalah really a good base, uh, a good foundation to the general knowledge explanation of what's happening how creation is and uh, from there I um, received most of my growth and evolution through uh, channeling uh, before I, we get to the channeling I just want to say that really when we talk about health and we talk about mind body spirit that's basically what you're saying is that in order to have a wholeness of health you have to treat the mind the body and And the spirit and Abs- many other levels of energetic levels as well absolutely because the spiritual system is the program that activates the physical body the physical body is the end part of all that is with the spiritual system which is carrying all our unconscious information but there's also the uh, emotional level emotion well. is a product of uh, of me- of mental energy Uh, explanation we give ourselves to reality our our uh, interpretation of reality create emotional response now if we do not know how to manage it then it becomes a problem too okay so let's go back to the channel yes. you said you did you study channeling or you just started receiving how did that work um, I did study it formally in the United States with uh, some teachers but th- it wasn't a constant uh, information. Um, I want to, ch- to explain that channeling can be in so many ways. It's not only visual reception of information, it's also auditory, it's also sen- sensory way of feeling things. But the auditory part came with the angelic realm, with the archangels, Michael and Raphael and Gabriel, and later on more angels. As I grew up spiritually, my team changed according yes. to my personal evolution. Yes. But always the guidance was with the Creator and um, of light mm-hmm. and the art that's important that's extremely important <laughs> yes, yes. That's, it's light. knowing the space yes. yes yeah so when you when you have a patient um, you basically can get a channeling unless it's somebody who's very very physical and wants only a physical treatment you can do that as well but if somebody wants something more holistic, You would then channel and see what's necessary to do for that person yeah so the the channeling I was talking about came with two ways one was auditory and visual but one was also with a truth detector okay which is a methodology to get uh, a yes and no answer to a, a mental question uh, through the body or through the energy and that helps to be very accurate in diagnosis of what's happening. If you have a series of body of knowledge that you can check what is going on with that person they come with complaints or situations okay, can you give us some examples yeah is the problem physical or spiritual in origin how much of it is spiritual 90% how much of it is physical 10% so what should they treat first so with a truth detector you can really guide yourself to find out what is the most important part which creates the problem 
Well, maybe you can give us an example of uh, some, you know, people that you treated at different treatments, you know, of course, without anybody's name, but like, um, just to tell us a story of, you know, how someone came in and how they left and Um, how long it took. Okay. Uh, It's an ongoing case at the moment. It's a lady who is in the final stages of cancer. She's referred as, um, as a wife of one of my students. And she comes with severe illness of uh, cancer in her chest, mediastinum. And uh, it's just going uh, and going worse and not responding to chemo. And she comes to get help from the spiritual perspective, even though she is covering uh, acupuncture and uh, reflexology and uh, nutrition, etc., which are on more on the physical components. I found that she had a lot of uh, negative energies that came from some people who were very angry at her, at the extended family. And when that was removed, her health shifted and all the parameters of the uh, markers in her blood and her CT um, show that the cancer is totally removed. And now she's at the end stage that's of removal am- of cancer in two that- months. Wow, she that's amazing. She absolutely shifted it, yes. And I see her only once a week or in two weeks. And I had to remove a lot of negative energies and also negative entities which infested her. When her system was connected properly, I did spiritual rehabilitation uh, of her total system, cleared what was not her, and energies which were not her. And when she was herself, she could start claiming her health back. And she's back to function and walking and doing arts and... um, But that's, you know, that's a tricky thing because, you know, I've found in the spiritual realm and I've I've done spiritual work also for many, many, many years. And you could have a patient like the patient that you have that will do a complete turnaround. And then someone else with the same types of uh, problems or diagnosis who doesn't. So it's some sort of an inner choice or the lessons that they need to learn in life or, you know, what is their, you know, their karma or... Um, so how do you see that? Okay, so before I accept a client, mm-hmm. I have to ask, is this condition a way to heal? Is mm-hmm. a way to heal their life and take a turn to the right direction they want to go? Or is it a way out, is an exit? Okay. Both ways can be helped to do it in the best way they can. Oh, but wow. with understanding this is going towards life and this is going towards leaving life but at the best way, comfort and consciousness possible for them. Wow. That's... uh, Yeah. So that's that's why we need uh, channeling. And uh, also we need the correct, true source of information and also a truth detector. Now, let's go back to Houston. So you were in Houston for 15 years. And then did you come from Houston back to Israel? Yes, I returned to Israel in 1995. And I'm here since. But... Uh, at the early 2000, I started to teach in Europe by request, and I'm teaching the one method, which is the spiritual methodology. I've uh, it's spiritual medicine basically. And you're teaching in Belgium. In Belgium, and uh, mo- people from the countries around Belgium, okay. Holland, France, uh, Switzerland, even from the Czech Republic, England, Italy, Albania. They're coming uh, to um, to take the courses there. 
Wow. And uh, you teach in English? I teach in English. Okay. Uh, it is five levels of courses. Okay. Of the one method. Do they have translation or everybody speaks English who comes? Um, there is a simultaneous French translation and also translation of the books. The workbook of the course, of each course, okay. is translated to, um, of course, to English and, fr- and uh, French. And we are working now to uh, do it in uh, Holland too. And what is the name of the course? The One Method. The One Method, okay. It's the method of the one, okay. the creator, the one. Okay. Because all the forces, all the information, all the truth, and all the tools are coming directly between the client and the creator. The healing does not come from me. Right. I, I'm not the channel for the healing, but I'm the agent who is requesting and asking to bring certain forces together. between the client and the creator directly so connection must be established first okay so when you're in Europe uh, you teach the the course uh, do you also treat people at that time yes of course okay uh, I have days for sessions and on some days after the course I also accept uh, sessions from six in the evening until okay. later now also um, not many people would know this but you also can teach or heal through Skype. Or, of course, long the te- or long distance through the telephone. So of really, course. anybody who's listening from anywhere in the world, if they were interested, they could connect and receive healing over the phone. Yes, and the, and the most common question, is it effective uh, to be near you or is it effective if I'm uh, far away? What is the effectiveness of the treatment? And basically, if the treatment is between the, cre- the creator and the client, my location is irrelevant. Right. It's only but the that's feeling energe- of being close to me. But that's energetic work. It that's be- energetic, yes. But it's, it also could be emotional work as well, right? Any, any, any energy work includes emotional, mental, spiritual, uh, unless it is physical. But needless to say that the energy is also within the physical body. And uh, the change of the energy within the physical body change the physiology of the cell. intracellular extracellular molecular motion and and shift of structure according to the energy right but there are situations where you do work physically you know through physical therapy yes. and yeah of course if so. it is needed uh, with hands-on um, especially for people with uh, musculoskeletal uh, dysfunction or organ dysfunction and then I do manual therapy with osteopathy or physiotherapy according to the condition wow yeah so you also uh, wrote a book you have a book about all of this right um, yes I, I uh, it, it's in English as well it's in translation at the moment okay. almost half of it okay yeah so it's we're wishing a you a lot of that, luck yes. coming out in English yeah Thank you. Um, the book is called um, spiritual rehabilitation by the one method okay uh, it's uh, the complete guide for Um, spiritual medicine okay and it's basically almost an encyclopedia uh, it's like a doctor will say what is medicine and how medicine work and it offers all the tools the anatomy all the ma- all the patterns of dysfunction and injuries including combined uh, soul injuries in past lives all past life uh, trauma patterns all the symptomatology and complaint list and um, how it happens and what is the way to heal it so it's also a guidebook for healers if you have the tools you can apply through the book 
easily. The healing basically happens between the client and the creator directly. Mm-hmm. So you, the therapist um, encodes the energies into the fingers of the hands to pull it in, mm-hmm. and it can be applied to any place in the universe. You said it's a guidebook for healers. Do you have many healers that come to you as well? Yes, I have uh, professionals who are uh, healers, doctors, nurses, uh, social workers, psychologists, uh, guides, uh, coaches, NLP practitioners, many healthcare providers and people who give human services. But I know you also treat children as well. Children and babies yeah. and elderly Oh, wow. So you have the whole whole Yeah, even embryos. So explain what would you do for a baby, for example? Babies who come um, all prematurely and their soul has difficulty entering the body, babies that are born too late and they have delayed labor and the soul cannot come in and they have failure to thrive or they have developed problems. I mean, how would a, you know... Regular family who don't, you know, don't know about uh, past lives or souls or healing or any of that conversation, you know, just uh, your day-to-day people who have a problem with their with their child. How would they even know that their the soul didn't come into the body pro- they properly? They don't know. They see the they so, see the complaints and the difficulty of the child or the baby. They don't know that that is the source of the problem, but. Uh, many children have difficulty not only to eat and grow, or they have problem to uh, sleeping. They have digestive problem. They have respiratory respiratory problem. They have skin problems. So uh, some problems are from the family. Some problems are entry to life. Some problems are past lives that are still acute, never healed, and active in the baby's life. So. The therapist has to identify what type of injury it is wow, and why is the baby. Wow, that's so amazing to me because I don't know yeah. that I would think, you know, um, and I, like I said, I've been on a spiritual path, but I would never think, you know, that the baby, you know, thinks spiritually. That's, that's interesting. Yes, the first uh, four or five years, the latest lifetimes are so vivid and alive in the baby that if there are traumatic deaths or events in in recent past lives they're very much alive in the baby and the child and they're feeling it and they're behaving it but the adults don't have that information so they treat them physically with medications with behavioral uh, attempts but the source is never healed Oh, that is so interesting. So also behavior uh, problems, developmental problems, delays in motor or communication um, stages also can be helped. What about pregnant women? I treat them as well, not only bodily, but also uh, spiritually. And um, I can also treat the embryos within. So if somebody's having problem, uh, you know, getting pregnant, for instance, that's that something too, you also treat? because it could be from so many reasons, from soul lessons to multi-generational blocks to past life traumas or um, vows or contracts or gates of heavens that are closed and need to be opened or um, negativity blocked from past lives or the dynasty 
that pass from generation to generation, a life programming that is blocking from early childhood, fears, uh, grandmothers or great-grandmothers' problems with loss of babies, which next generation are trying to fix for them unsuccessfully. But it's, of... but it's endless. I mean, it, it's no, such a there's wide... No, there's a list of... There, there, there's a very recognizable list of symptoms and reasons. If you know them, you can check with the truth detector which one it is or which one of them are included in that problem. It's including in uh, finding a couple relationship or marital problems or family dynamics or personal evolution or professional development, or career blocks, or financial blo- blocks. All these can be from a spiritual source, or mental, uh, developmental in this life. I mean, so financially as well, if somebody absolutely. is constantly having problems financially, it also could be some kind of block, spiritual absolutely, block. Absolutely, absolutely. So if you know all the reasons, you have a list of all the reasons that cause blocks on that, You have a truth detector. You can scan it, find which one it is and which energy body it is, from which source. Is it family? Is it dynasty? Is it past life? Is it lesson before incarnation, after incarnation? What pattern of injuries? What kind of past life? There are different kinds. How about if, you know, if somebody comes to you and they don't believe all of this, they, they got a recommendation or they heard you now on the radio and it sounds interesting, but they don't really believe it. Does it still work? Well, if they don't believe but they want help, I have to talk to them in the language they can relate to and choose the words which make sense to them, which is in the realm of their understanding. Otherwise, I lose them, and they don't get what they really came to receive. So I have to talk to them in, the, in their language. Right. But do everything that needed to be done at the same time. I do it But mentally. But it has to be re- relatable to that person. Absolutely. It can be a child. It can be a teenager. Uh, it can be a person with language, a barrier, a um, Or people are just uh, uneducated about it and just don't know or enough. Res- or resist. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean. yeah, some people resist it. They don't want to know about it. And they may say, do whatever you have to do. Just don't tell me. I want to feel better. So how does that work? If somebody says, do whatever you have to do. So you, you receive the okay to do it. Yes. But they don't want to hear about it. It'll still work? Yes. I ask their soul to release whatever needs to be released. The, their soul brought them in. To my space to get help but mentally they have some block about it or they're too scared or have beliefs about that spirituality is um, old old uh, lady's tale and it's not real yeah. so um, I find a lot of people are frightened about it I, I know that scary. when I talk about souls or past lives it's like oh that's scary to me the amount of people that say that to me that's scary to me and I'm like why is it scary it's fabulous you know to me it just seems so natural but some people are very scared yes, to even hear about it or because of events but primarily I think it comes from historical and family education about don't touch it it's dangerous what you don't know and you cannot affect and you don't see you feel powerless about it so uh, if you don't know what to do you don't have the tools you Uh, the fear of powerlessness of being affected by forces that control you is have uh, great great deep roots in our history 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So what else, you know, what what tips do you have for people who are listening? Is there anything that, you know, somebody could walk away with that they can say, oh, I can do this differently or I can do that differently and change my life for the better? I think that the most important thing that people need to understand is that there is a source for all creation and connecting to that source of love, light, life, compassion, grace, abundance, wisdom, and wholeness uh, can lead to health and normal steady manifestation the other thing is to connect to their own soul the soul is a spiritual body which keeps our lives in our body otherwise we are corpse <laughs> how how would you tell somebody to connect to their soul i mean I, i i mean to me it's very very clear but to most people you say connect to your soul It's they vague. don't know what it means. They it's, don't know how to do it. It's very ambiguous and vague. Right. So what what would you say to someone who says, you know, okay, if I want to connect to my soul, how do I do that? I would tell them to talk to their soul as if it is existing and ask the soul to connect to them, to come in to their core. Because in a time of stress, a time of fear, a time of um, difficulties, The soul may get detached and stay on higher dimensions, and the person doesn't know how to call it back. So I always tell people to say, I ask my soul to come back to me, to one complete uh, body and soul, to oneness, as a sentence, which is an intent, a request. I also find that you can have more and more of your soul inside your body. In other words, the more... Um, we are cleansed, and maybe you can talk about that as well. The more we cleanse ourselves, and that goes back to being a vehicle for light and Kabbalah, um, the more we cleanse ourselves, we make room for more light, which means we make room for more of our soul within us. Correct. What would you say about that? I absolutely agree with that. Um, having spiritual hygiene Mm-hmm. means that we clear our uh, accumulated emotions, wrong thoughts or beliefs. Uh, we restructure our main channel of light and our energy fields so we can be a vehicle and a vessel for more light. The more we remove blocks, reconstruct our spiritual structure to normal, uh, we can contain more light and be more effective and healthy. Also, um, the... Um, Soul is built from different sections in different worlds. So the aura is in the physical world, but we also have a spirit. We have emotional soul, mental soul, spiritual soul, divine soul, and godhood soul. And they're presence in different worlds. Okay, now that, I understand that, but a lot of our listeners might not understand. What do you mean by different worlds? Uh, creation is made of different frequency, like... Uh, if you would look at the piano, you have different sections of Dora Mifasolasi. So each world is built with uh, 12 dimensions, and uh, the worlds are going higher and higher and higher away from the physical, or if you will look at it from the top, they go lower and lower and denser and denser in the frequencies and in the material aspect. So... The energy gets denser 
the further as away, you get more physical, as, as you, you get come more closer, closer to the to... physical reality and loose and diluted the further away you go. And each world has 12 dimensions. And there are five worlds of creation, according to the Kabbalah. Um, the, outward, the outward world is the ancient human world, and then world of emanation, world of creation, world of formation, and world of action where the physical reality exists. So in each world of those worlds, there is a soul part which resides in that frequency and function in that reality. So we have to be connected to all those soul parts. Which gives sense. us more light, more wholeness, more health. Absolutely, and more success in what we're doing. And all the unconscious mind data is stored in those soul bodies, which is our unconscious mind or our un- unconscious container is all our soul levels. That's where it's contained. Before we come to a conclusion, I would love another example that doesn't have to do with health. Uh, for instance, and, and I know this from you and from things that I've worked with you on, is you know, when someone has uh, drama or arguments um, within a family or within a community or with a neighbor, it can be, you know, everybody. Or with a nation. Uh, with a nation. or it, it really doesn't matter. It could be on any level. It can be you know, inner uh, struggle that somebody has, or it can be an outer struggle with someone close. It could be with a partner. It could be with a friend. It can be with, you know, your surroundings. Um, that's something that can also be cleansed, and all of a sudden there's peace, and it's, it's like magical. Right. So, so human relationship happens between their spiritual bodies first, and their consciousness and their reactivity is... Uh, an out, outcome of reasons. When you find the reasons, historical reason, karmatic reason, family reason, even uh, heavenly uh, verdicts, if you can call it that way, um, then you understand that there is a, a reason why this condition happens. Uh, what is the uh, under subcontext reason, which is maybe uh, past life, maybe a multi-generational pattern in the family, uh, or even national karma or un- un- incomplete karma between people, families, tribes, nations. It could be unfinished business. It could be a lesson that we're learning. Absolutely. So when you understand that and you clear it, then peace comes and people suddenly do not have the overload of emotions, thought, and craziness. Also, there is something that is important to understand that lessons, uh, this is one of those messages I want to leave maybe with this uh, interview, is that we are in a new age now. Our mission is to complete the lessons, not to recycle them. We have to complete them. So we need to know what they are. And there are 12 lessons for humanity, of this humanity, uh, finishing this old uh, age, coming to this new age. And we when have When you to... say 12 lessons, give an example. What, are, what is each lesson? Uh, the first lesson is, is unity. Second lesson is the soul's need. Third lesson is the soul's will. Fourth lesson is uh, soul's perception of life. Fifth lesson is what the soul wants to learn about. There are 12 patterns you can learn. Sixth lesson is contracts. 
different contracts about different Spirit, human relations. Spiritual contracts. Spiritual contracts. Seventh lesson is human and family relations. Eighth lesson is independence. Ninth lesson is the ability of the soul to choose and manifest. Tenth lesson is responsibility. Eleventh lesson is courage. And twelfth lesson is self-value. These are the uh, incarnational lessons of humanity on earth. All other karmas are trying to complete the lesson and finish it, not to recycle it. I'm with you. Amen. <laughs> and there are other lessons that are pre-incarnation from previous eras or previous civilizations on earth or states when the soul was not incarnated in physical body yet. And there are also 12 lessons. And there are era lessons of 12 previous eras of creation. Now we're on the 13th era starting. So we have to finish it and unload it, clear it, and move to the new life clear of all these loads, not recycling it all the time. So that we can all live in happiness and peace. Correct. Which is the intent of this new age, to learn in goodness, not through hardship. I agree. Thank you so much, Asnat. You're very welcome. Good luck. It's my pleasure. Thank you for coming. I hope we've uh, given our audience uh, enough points for thoughts. I think we gave them a lot of points for thoughts. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. You're very welcome.